Hello, and welcome to the Soul Star Channel. My name is Tiffany Thexton, your sparkly soul sister, and I'm here to shed light on simple and easy ways to empower you to live your best magical life. It's time to channel in and connect with the highest version of yourself so that you're living in joy, gratitude, positivity, and flow. Thank you for pushing play. Let's go. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in to the Soul Star channel. It's Tiffany here, and I'm going to share with you three ways that I show a little bit more compassion to myself to hopefully give you some ideas to not be so hard on yourself. I am definitely hard on myself. I have a lot of negative thoughts. I'm really hard on my expectations. Oh, I have really high expectations, and when those aren't met, I get really like upset and only through my work in the last couple of years have I really become more aware of this, which I think is the first step, but not only aware of it, been able to transform it so that I can live more in flow or in balance rather than just being so hard on myself and just wondering why the world wasn't giving me what I wanted. But before I do that, I do want to mention that I have a new free email that comes out three days before each new moon and full moon, and it's called Moon Vibes Emails. If you already subscribe to my email list, then you are going to be getting them for free every fortnight-ish, depending on the, the full and new moons. But if you aren't on my email list and you would like these free emails filled with lots of information about manifesting and setting up your mindset and knowing about the energy of the of the moons and allowing yourself to really adapt and be flexible um, with the energy that's around us, please email me at info at flowschool.com.au and you'll be getting those emails for free. I'm super excited. I'm obsessed with the moon and I guess this is another little like sneaky way that I've been a little bit more compassionate to myself is really being aware of the energy that's around me. So if I'm going through a full moon in Scorpio, which Scorpio is my sun sign, if you don't know already, then I'm going to react totally different as if the full moon is in, in Pisces or in Aries, right? So the more I've understood about the moon and the energy around it, the more I've been able to flow with life as well. So if I know it's going to be an intense moon for me, I just a little bit more compassion with myself and don't plan so much stuff or give myself a lot of time for rest. But if also, if it's a moon that I can really feed off this energy and be productive, I'm more apt to like plan more things and like be in the energy of the moon. So again, if you want to get free fortnightly emails for the new moon and full moon, it's moon vibes emails and let me know if you want to subscribe. Okay, so let's get into the episode because I'm very passionate about this because I have been hard on myself my whole life. Um, and I think it's something that we learn from society and generations before us. I've always been this high achiever. I'm a three in the Enneagram, if you know about that. I'm a two, three, but the three definitely shows up. And it's that high achiever. I can get stuff done. I have a lot of energy to get stuff done. I'm a manifesting generator. Like I have so much productive energy. However, if things don't go in the way that I want, or if I need to rest, I'm really, really freaking hard on myself. And I get into a really, really downward spiral quickly and it affects my well-being and I usually burn out. And I really realized this huge um, pattern in my life. And awareness is obviously the first key to this is like, I was very aware that I would overachieve, burn out and like hate myself. Let's be a little bit dramatic about it, right? And my worth was tied up in how much I did. And these three things that I'm going to share with you today, hopefully they resonate. And if not, then maybe 
ways that you can be a little bit more compassionate and less hard on yourself moving forward in your life. So again, the first stage is just being aware of it. So if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I don't really know what she's talking about, but I kind of see that. I would just, after this episode, obviously finish it because it's amazing. But after it, just feel into like how you feel about certain things, how you show up, how you you want your um, best friend to um show up, how you want your partner to show up, how you want people show up in your in your career. And just look at these like beliefs that come up within you. Um, so they might be, oh, I'll, I'll share mine. So mine are, I should always be doing something. I'm not good enough. Um, the deepest one that I've really uprooted in, in my awareness in the last couple of months is like, I don't deserve happiness. And there's a lot like, I, I will never truly be loved all of these things. And I know this sounds like really depressing, right? But the way that I've given myself a little bit of compassion with this is our brains, where these thoughts are created, are always trying to protect us. I'm going to repeat that. Our brains are always trying to protect us. Sometimes they're not really efficient and they put in these mindsets or these thoughts of, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve happiness. But at deep down, it's really trying to keep you in your comfort zone and keep you safe, fed, hydrated, and re- and reproducing, like at its core level, right? So, of course, it doesn't want me to invest in something because it wants me to keep down and safe and, and keep my savings and, and, and not waste money and all of that, right? So your mind is always trying to keep you safe. And when you realize this, then these thoughts are just something that you can be aware of right? And they should not determine your life. I experienced this, I don't deserve to be happy quite a bit in my life. And now that I'm aware of it, and I'm like, whoa, that's what's happening. Stop. I get to choose now. Thank you, brain, for um, saving me and being protective and keeping me safe. But I'm going to choose something better and I'm going to choose happiness. So I've been a, a very compassionate with myself in this journey because I didn't even realize the little pocket areas of my life that these stories or these limiting beliefs were coming up. And I kind of went down in a tunnel about a couple weeks ago and it was like, oh, they're actually coming up a lot. Like they're coming everywhere. And I was like, oh, maybe do I just believe them? Is that easier? And then I just took a moment and I was like, no, I can, I can be better than these thoughts and I can like thank them, be compassionate, but choose something better. And I was also compassionate in the sense of like, thank you for showing me these thoughts. Thank you for making me more aware. Thank you so much. So that now I can do better. So yes, this was all quite interesting. And now I just come from a place of like, whoa, that's coming in again if something comes up. So let's just go to the store that I have of like, I don't deserve happiness. I think that is the the underlying root of things. And just say if I get in a little argument with my partner, which we all do, and I go into this like full on spiral mode of like, well, I don't deserve to be happy. So that's fine. It's like, that's, you know, I'll just leave and I'll, you know, all that kind of stuff. At the heart of it, no, I can choose better and I get to choose my own happiness. Also with this deserving of happiness of really taking care of my health. And I think this is why I kept sabotaging myself when I do two weeks really, really well on my like fitness and my health. And then all of a sudden I'd like sabotage it all because I thought deep down I didn't deserve happiness. So why do it? Why not just have a glass of wine and a pizza and all of that? So it's been really interesting to watch these things come up now, be aware of it and hold compassion for it. And I'm just working through them at the moment. But 
what I really encourage you to do is just be aware of these thoughts that come up into your head and they're not going to be like, Tiffany, you do not deserve happiness, right? It's not going to be that clear, but it's going to come up in different ways. And you're, and once you like wiggle around a little bit and you figure out where it's all coming from, these limiting beliefs are not who you are. They're your brain's way of making you feel safe um, so that you can be protected, but you can choose better than them. Okay, so the first thing to not be so hard on yourself is to be compassionate with your thoughts. They are just thoughts. They are there to protect you, but you can always choose better. And it's going to be hard, right? You are probably designed for your whole life to feel this way, and it's your deep-rooted self-worth. So it's not going to be easy, but it's definitely worth it. And I feel so much lighter knowing and being aware and, and choosing better than the thoughts that have been keeping me small for so long in my life. Okay, so the second one now is being compassionate with my menstrual cycle. And before, when I had no idea about anything about the menstrual cycle, it was so funny. Like, I would just try to work out really, really hard during, like, my menstruation phase or my bleed phase. And I would wonder why I was so weak and so, um, like, why couldn't I lift as hard or why couldn't I run as long? And it was because my body was, like, asking for rest. And then I would wonder why I had so much energy kind of like in my ovulation stage. And I was like, oh, I have so so much energy, but that doesn't last, you know, forever. And then I'd burn myself out. So it's really quite interesting. The, The minute that I really sat back and I went to Essence of Living, which is a yoga studio here on the Gold Coast, and there was a presenter, Gemma, and I'll put her show notes in here. She's amazing. She's welcome. She taught me about my period cycle. And I was like, oh my God, this is why I do the things that I do. And this is why I burn out every month. And this is why I get so much shame and guilt for eating a pizza um, while I'm in this phase. And this is why I am really good at doing my finances in this stage. So once I was able like, oh, I can flow with my cycle, like no pun intended. It was just so much easier to be able to just give my body a break. So now how this looks is I know when my cycle is coming, obviously I track it. So I'm very, very wary that I'm going to get quite tired in about three days before. And then I really um, take time to rest in my like um, bleed phase, which is about five days for me. And I'm very mindful not to plan too much. And even if I do, if I have to, like life happens, I'm very mindful of having like moments of rest in, in between those big things. And then I'm really aware of that when I'm ovulating, I can be a lot more productive, but that I don't, I can't sustain that for very long. So just really planning productive things in that time and coming from compassion that I am not an energizer bunny. I do have to take a rest at some point. And you know, it's so funny as I was really tracking my cycle, I found out that I have this one day right before I ovulate that I get super tired and cranky. I just try to like keep away from everyone, which is really hard as a high school teacher, PS. But now that I'm more aware of that, I'm just so much more compassionate with myself. I'm like, okay, that's why I'm not a bad person. I'm not a horrible person that just like snapped at someone. I just am in this one day. So let's just get through this one day, right? And I'm so much more supportive of my body and my beliefs around all of this. So really being compassionate with your cycle is important. If you don't have a cycle for many reasons, I um, tend to give the advice of like cycling yourself up with the new moon and the full moon. So the full moon would be your bleed phase, a reflective phase, and then your ovulation would be two weeks after, 
with the new moon. And again, you can subscribe to the Moon Vibes email in order to get more information about that. But here is my third one. I used to be such a stress head. I used to run from one place to another and if something didn't go my way oh my god my friends would know this to a t about me like i hate when i've planned something and then something doesn't happen that goes to that plan like i in the past i would have freaked out like i'm talking not pretty freak out like normally take it out on my friends get really sassy and I, I've, just, <laughs> I've just been more compassionate i can just even think of memories where like even like a dinner out with my friends or a date that I had planned or something like that. If just say if the, the restaurant needed to be 15 minutes, like I'd be like, no, that's unacceptable. And I used to be such a bitch about it because I used to want to control everything. But how I've been more compassionate and how I'm really, um, you know, just for you being curious in your own life of being more compassionate and not, not being so harsh on yourself is connecting in with the beauty of divine timing and trusting and surrendering that everything is is happening for the reason at the moment it's happening. And I know this is really hard and I know it's a little bit airy-fairy, but it has just been so amazing to bring this compassion of divine timing into my life. So even if I'm driving and I have a red light, you know when you're in a red light and then they go a little bit through and then you hit the next red light. So it's like a double red light. Like I even talking about it, like would give me anxiety back then. But now I'm just like, I am not supposed to go through that light at that moment. Something happened on the end. It's all lined up for me. Or if something doesn't go to plan. So if like a dinner gets pushed back or someone cancels at the last moment, especially um, here with my business and clients, I'm just like, no, that's Okay. I'll just believe in in divine timing and that it's we're supposed to have this conversation when we're supposed to have it. And I'll just bring up this really quick example that just happened in the last day. So I send out to my clients like this calendar and they book into the thing. One of the girls booked into a session where I kind of knew that another girl would book into. I was like, oh, that's all right. So I messaged the other girl and she was like, Oh, she's a little bit stressed out about it. And I was like, no, it's okay. Whenever we're supposed to have this conversation, we're supposed to have it. And we had it. And oh my goodness, the the stuff that came out of it was such perfect timing for what she needed in that moment that helped her to relieve a lot of like negative energy and a lot of stuff. And and after that phone call, I was just like, took a moment. And I was like, thank you so much because I didn't need to talk to her on Friday. I actually needed to talk to her that uh, on that Monday. And I'm so glad that it happened. But before, the old Tiffany would have been like, oh my God, no, I'll, I'll reschedule her and then I'll reschedule that. Because, and then and then I would just like turn everything around and disappoint people and disappoint myself and mess with divine timing, which I really try not to do anymore. And part of this is being like in the present moment as well when you're in, when things have lined up for you, just being really grateful and in the moment of where you're supposed to be in that time. So even things like, I just went to a beautiful musical at the the Hoda, which is our performing arts center. And it was such, I was like, everything lined up. I manifested free tickets and it was just such a beautiful day. We went to the rooftop bar before and before in my life, I would have been like, okay, well after this, we have to go here and then we have to pick up groceries on the way home and then I have to go for a walk. But this performance, I just sat there and I really took it all in and I thanked the universe, like not in a weird way, I didn't do like a whole ritual in my seat. I just like took a moment 
And I was so compassionate with divine timing. And I think when you show compassion for divine timing, it will work with you even more. Because again, if you try to reschedule stuff, you're trying to plan every second, that's not being compassionate with yourself or what the world really wants you to experience. So those are my three tips. My first one is being Those are my three tips on being less harsh on yourself. One is being compassionate with these negative thoughts that come up. They are limiting beliefs, but you can always choose better. And the best thing is to be aware of them first. The second one is about being compassionate with the ups and downs and turmoils and craziness of my menstrual cycle. Changed my life and how I move through and how I show up in my business and my, and my life and in so many other areas when it comes to my menstrual cycle. Um, it is so beautiful to be able to kind of flow with that even, even more. And my third one is that just to trust divine timing. If you are always stressed, I need to get here and there and la la la. Just take a second. It will all get done when it needs to get done. And I know it's hard and I know you want to plan it and I want, know you want to control it because you're really good at it. But just take a second everything in divine timing. I don't mean that you shouldn't do anything or not plan anything, but don't have so much intensity on it. Just soften it a little bit, be a little bit more compassionate that things can go awry and they may actually turn out better than you expected. So I hope that you like this episode. Please like or subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to. And it just brings me so much joy to do this podcast for people to listen to and hopefully give a little bit of like insight to my life and how I've been able to use these things in order to make my life filled with my flow, gratitude, and balance. I hope you have a beautiful, sparkly day.